This is the Journey Elgin podcast, and this is our first episode of our series, A Simple Life with Jesus, God being a good God, um, and not seeing God as, as angry, who's out to get us for our sin, but realizing that, that God is good. You know, we talked about that last week, and then we're faced with an event that challenges that. We're faced with a shooting in Florida where 17 young individuals lost their lives needlessly. And all of us, I think, struggle with that. We struggle with all kinds of different emotions. You see the reaction to that still today. The, the political fallout of that has just been incredible, and, and understandably so, because it's such uh, an amazing event. It's such a, uh, a devastating event that it, it hits us all. Uh, in a very uh, emotional place. And I think it's interesting that we talked last week on Wednesday morning, we uploaded the podcast where we talked about how at the heart of God is that he is a good God who loves us. And then later that day, we see this devastating event that in reality makes us question. And there are a lot of people who are mad and upset at everything right now there are a lot of people who are mad and upset at God and I understand that you know it becomes very easy to ask and say God where are you in this and so for this week's episode of a simple life with Jesus I want to look a little bit at, at some of the things that Jesus said to help us get a perspective and then also I think the answer to this and the answer to dealing with such evil is to recognize uh, that Jesus loves us, that he cares for us, that he is going to carry us through. You know, last week we talked a, a lot about uh, kind of changing this narrative from God, the angry God, to God, the good God. And, but we still have to deal with the fact that bad things happen, that evil happens. So did Jesus say anything that may help us with this? Well, I think definitely so. In uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, it says, He makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. Now that, it's a very simple verse, and actually it's one that we don't really like. Because what it's saying is that there's not always justice in this world. Good people experience the result of evil. There were 17 people who lost their life, and it was not just in any way. But that doesn't mean that God isn't good. God has never said, <laughs> Jesus never taught that if we only believe in him or if we only pray enough or if we live a good enough life, that nothing bad is going to happen. There are those who will preach things like that. And frankly, all that does is drive people further away from Christ. Because whenever you're faced with an event such as this horrible shooting, you're reminded that, wait, the world isn't fair. And Things happen to people that they don't deserve. And if our view of God is that he is this God who is always rewarding good behavior and punishing bad behavior, it, it certainly challenges that. 
But I think Jesus' perspective of God was that God is a good God and a loving God. But yet, bad things still happen. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that bad things won't happen. That's what Jesus is saying in this verse. The sun rises on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. Now, as Christians, we believe that in the end, justice will prevail. But until then, there's going to be times where evil triumphs. Now, those are just temporary victories, but they're still very devastating. And as we wrestle with thinking about this event, I just want to encourage you to remember the Bible never promises that evil things won't happen. Jesus also says in John chapter 16, verse 33, says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, or but have courage. I have overcome the world. You know, that's a very powerful verse, and we love the, the last of that. We love that Jesus says, I have overcome the world. But, you know, we really, sometimes we skip over that first part and we, because that makes us uncomfortable. You know, that's, that doesn't preach well when Jesus says, hey, in this world you will have trouble. Right? You will have heartache. You will have pain. Just because you believe in Jesus, just because you follow me, doesn't make you immune from the result of sin in this world. But then he reminds us, but take heart, but be encouraged. I have overcome the world. You know, and that's a message that we need to be sharing. You know, right now, everybody is scrambling to find a solution to the problem. And, man, we need to have those discussions. And, goodness gracious, we could get into a heated political argument right now because everyone is in an emotional uproar, and we want to fix things. And, and unfortunately, people throw out ideas in a way saying, if we would just do this, the problem would be fixed. Well, guess what? No, the problem wouldn't be fixed. Jesus reminds us, in this world you will have trouble. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what government you have. It doesn't matter what policies you uh, enact. We will have trouble. Does that mean that we just don't do anything? Just say, oh, well, we just have to deal with it? No. But we have to understand that bad things are going to happen. And that doesn't mean that God is not good and that God doesn't exist. Now, if God had promised us that, hey, if you follow me, everything will be perfect, and things like this happen, that would be a problem, and God would need to answer for that. <laughs> but you know what? He never did that. He never promised that. Sometimes we preach that. Sometimes kind of we assume that. You know, and that's why there's so many people that are upset with you know, people saying, well, we're going to be praying for those victims and for those families and for that community. They're saying, well, what does prayer do? Well, because in their mind, they're seeing that God is this 
supposed to be this good God that's supposed to reward those who do good and punish those who do bad. And whenever you have a situation like this, that just doesn't make sense. And if that's your narrative of God, it doesn't make sense. And so what you what many people have done is they've just said, you know what, I'm done with this God, enough. We need to be presenting a right perspective on this. Which means that even in the midst of this evil, God is still good. Jesus has overcome the world. He, Jesus will help all of those families, those victims. He'll help that community heal. But that doesn't diminish the evil that was experienced. You know, and as I think of, you know, how do we, how do we handle this? And I, you know, there's aren't, there's not a, a perfect answer to that. But for Christians, I think what we need to do is we need to be prepared for those times that we are going to experience evil and hardship and sorrow and pain. And the way that we respond to that can be a wonderful testimony of who God is and of God's goodness. You know, as I look at Jesus, one of the things that he says in John chapter 10, verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus talks about himself as the good shepherd. The one who loves us, the one who protects us, the one who walks with us. You know, we need to have that kind of a relationship with him where he is our shepherd. Where we allow him to lead us and to guide us. And I I think about those words and what I have to... (laughs) The verse that I have to go to is Psalm 23. And you know, whenever, sometimes when we're faced with such horrific events and such evil, there are no good answers. But one thing that we can do is we can turn to the Good Shepherd. What I want to encourage you to do, we're going to kind of end this week's episode this way so I'm going to read through Psalm 23 and I want to encourage you uh, if possible just to close your eyes and to to listen but what I would really like you to do is in the next few days read through Psalm, Psalm 23 a few times and start making it your own making it your own prayer to God because what this psalm does is it recognizes the goodness of God it recognizes that evil happens and it recognizes that God is present with us even in the midst of that evil this is a powerful verse that points us to the goodness of God and when Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd I certainly see him in these passages So if you will, let's quieten our hearts.
Just clear your mind and listen to this very familiar psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I want you to picture yourself in the green pasture in the quiet water. What is that place for you? Picture yourself in that place of peace, of security, where everything is as it should be. And remember that that's where God desires for you to be. That's where the shepherd wants his sheep. God wants you to experience the green pastures and the quiet waters. But God knows that life is not always green pastures and quiet waters. So the psalm continues. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What are your valleys? Where is the darkness in your life that brings fear? That brings uncertainty? That brings doubt? What are those events? What are those things that are happening now or that have happened in the past? God knows that you will walk through those valleys. You can't walk around them. can't pretend like they're not there. But you do walk through them. And the Good Shepherd reminds us that even as you're walking through those valleys, that He is there to comfort us, to strengthen us, to guide us. And he moves to the image of sitting at a table, such an intimate setting. But rather than being with your family and your friends and your loved ones, they're all around you are your enemies. God doesn't say, I'm going to remove those enemies from you and get you a new table. No, he says, even in the presence of your enemies, even while life is uncertain around you, even while you feel that you're being attacked by, by life circumstances. Here God is anointing you with oil, claiming you as his own. Your cup being over, overflowing with his blessings of peace, of hope, of goodness, of love, 
of mercy. God is helping you walk through the valley. He's bringing you back into the green pastures and the quiet waters again. Then the last part of the psalm says, Surely your goodness and your mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A reminder of God's goodness even in the midst of the valley and in the presence of your enemies. God is still good. He is with you every day of your life. And then there's just the quick look ahead that even when this life ends, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I encourage you, pray Psalm 23. Make it your own. When we face evil like we saw in Florida, sometimes we have to be very intentional about reminding ourselves of the truth that God is good, that he walks with us through the valleys, that he has told us the truth and told us that there are going to be troubles There's going to be sorrow. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be unfairness. There's going to be evil. But take heart. He has overcome the world. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to visiting with you next week.